Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of This Guy Has Issues. We're going to be going over a classic Marvel story about a classic Marvel couple. And you may have watched a show recently about this couple, and that's Scarlet Witch and Vision. This is Vision and Scarlet Witch from 1982. This is written by Bill Mantlo, penciled by Rick Leonardi, inked by Ian Aiken and Brian Garvey, lettered by Joe Rosen, colored by Bob Sharon, edited by Mark Gernwald, and Jim Shooter was the editor-in-chief at Marvel at the time. I hope you enjoy this story and this kooky relationship of these two kooky people. As always, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at This Guy Has Issues. And also, we now have a website, thisguyhasissues.blogspot.com. You can reach me there, and we can just have some more fun in comic book-related worlds. You know, the more the merrier, I guess. I hope you enjoy the show. Jersey, just 15 minutes from the George Washington Bridge, is known as a haven for New York City executives, doctors, and professional people. It is not yet known as the home of the strangest wedded couple in the world, an android and a mutant. Mommy, I thought only kids wore costumes on Halloween, but that man's face is red. For weeks. Leonia has buzzed with the word of the newcomers, but no one has dared confront them until some trick-or-treaters go up to them and ask for some treats as they do on Halloween. The Vision doesn't seem to have any treats, so he gives them a trick by passing his hand intangibly through their candy bags, freaking them out. And Wanda says to him, Darling, for a synthesoid, you have a remarkably subtle sense of humor. The Vision replies, I believe someone once said that even an android can laugh, Wanda. Hm. Who said that? When? I did, my wife. Just now. I'm just going to stop right now and say I absolutely love these two. I fell in love with these two in this story specifically because I always thought it was interesting, a mutant and an android being together, but man, this story really makes you feel bad for them because they just... They just want a normal life. So they're walking and they walk home. Wanda magically throws a for sale sign into the trash. And so people are like, oh, that was so crazy. I can't believe she did that. Oh, well, she's an ex-Avenger. They're Avengers. They enter their home, but someone else is there. But no worries. No worries. It's not a threat. It's their old friend, Jarvis, the Avengers butler. He came to deliver a spell book that was a present to Wanda from Captain America. A nice homewarming present. And... They really miss their friends, but not enough to go back. No, for too many years, the Vision and the Scarlet Witch knew no other life outside the Avengers. They met there, fell in love there, married there. Now, they just wish to be alone for a while. And they talk over the book that Captain America gave Wanda. Wanda looks through it a little bit, but they decide that there's some more important things they'd rather do. They decide to get it on. And uh, for the children, uh, you don't need to know what that means yet. But if you know what that means, you know what it means. While they do get it on, the book that Captain America gave her flips open by itself. Hmm. Mysterious. What could this mean? Now before getting it on, they remember that Jarvis is in the house making them food, and they still need to unpack. They have a lot of stuff to do. So Vision decides to go upstairs and clean, and Wanda, by herself in the library now, reflects on her past. Vision leaves Wanda with memories that are exclusively hers, beginning with her days as a distaff member of the original Brotherhood of Mutants, being asked to join the Avengers along with her mutant brother Quicksilver 
and of learning to control her own mutant hex power under the tutelage of the true witch Agatha Harkness. Her reverie ends as the druid tome catches her eye. Hmm. Strange. I thought I laid the book down. Closed. But then I was distracted by the vision. As if singled by the moonlight slanting through the library window, the druid tome begins to shimmer, to glow. Upstairs, the crimson creation man men have come to call the vision stands solitary in the darkening hall, pondering his own past. He is not a human being, but an extremely lifelike synthesoid molded at the hands of the adamantium automaton Ultron, one of the Avengers' greatest enemies. Upon the blank state of his brain, where imprinted the mine patterns of Simon Williams, the original Wonder Man. Mind patterns he shares with the being Simon Williams, who became the new Wonder Man. There are two Simon Williams, the original Wonder Man who died and gave his brainwaves to Vision, and a new Wonder Man who, seems the same, who shares the same brainwaves with the Vision. It's a little confusing, I know. From these disparate beginnings, the Vision has fused an identity, forged a life, and found love in the arms of the, beautiful, of the beauteous. Scarlet Witch. Outside, the little trick-or-treaters decide to get, do a little ding-dong ditching at the House of Vision and Scarlet Witch, but not before the tome blows open and has a magic spell that goes in and attaches itself to these kids, turning them into strange demons, a goblin, a pumpkin-headed monster, and a ghost. Scarlet Witch has an uneasy feeling when all of a sudden... The doorbell rings. What could that be? Oh, it must be some trick-or-treaters. Jarvis, did you get the door? Vision asks him. And Jarvis gets the door. And it's the trick-or-treaters from earlier. But their eyes, they're weird. And they attack Jarvis. They throw him to the wall. He's knocked out. And the demons come to attack Vision. They attack Vision. And Vision bravely fights back as best he can. Now, Vision can turn himself intangible he can pass through things and he tries to do this but the ghost the ghost was ready for him and because the ghost can also turn itself intangible it can actually hurt the vision and that is um that's not good back in the library Wanda's confronted by an evil demon wizard man that uses his magic scythe to attack the scarlet witch it's then she becomes caught in a mystic flux field Bill Manslow writes the Scarlet Witch feels herself falling backwards through time and this evil demon man talks to her prehistory witch as thunder crashes and lightning flashes mankind sees seeks to placate his fears by giving them form I was born here in mankind's terror under the slash of the slight of the scythe and Ancient Egypt, the land of the pharaohs. Here, mankind dispatched their dead with rich offerings of food and sustenance. For the first time in history, I feasted well. The scythe slices the stars. Roman, Britain, legionnaires, slaying druid priests. They worshipped me, begged me for salvation. I rewarded them with death. Again, time changes. Notre Dame Cathedral, the Middle Ages. All Hallows' Eve, when men in their madness embraced the dark forces of the night, I was there. I am madness, which I am fear and the irrational. I am Sam Hain, eternal embodiment of All Hallows' Eve. They're back in the library. Sam Hain, he sends plague-like things, lizards and locusts to attack Wanda, ooh, so evil, and Vision, well, in the other room, he's trying to, he finally stops one of the monsters and frees one of the children, Jarvis is ready to defend the library and protect Wanda, but the ghost passes right through him as, def as Vision defeats the second demon, Vision bursts in the library to save his wife, okay, and then he, 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 he attacks the ghost, once a child is now, is now a ghost, beloved, able to become as intangible as I, it has already caused me greater pain than any I have ever known. Still, 
I would bear it again to keep you from harm. And he flies up into the air with the ghost in agonizing pain, fighting for his life and for the safety of his wife. Wanda doesn't know what to do. She's staying face to face with Sam Hain. What could she possibly do against this powerful, magical being? When all seems lost, Wanda, she, she uses her hex powers to send the magic tome into the fire, trapping Sam Hain once again forever. Once he's defeated, the ghost turns back into a child and Vision helps all the kids back up. It's over. Vision goes to Wanda and she's distraught. She's, she can't believe what they just went through. This is their first day as a family in their new home. They start to help Jarvis up when they get another visitor, another knock at the door. Who the hell could that be now? Wanda is upset. She's ready to attack. She opens the door to reveal a man saying, and he's her father? What could this lead to? What could this mean? You're going to have to find out. Next issue. Well, for you, that's in a couple minutes, but I got to go read it. Be right back. The being kneeling before you is the Vision, a synthetic man supposedly incapable of emotion or feeling. Wrong. Today, you are looking at an android in agony. We meet the Vision, much different than we did last issue. His arm is melted. He is in agonizing pain, something he's not used to. He looks around the room. Wanda is passed out, possibly dead. Her father, a man named Robert Frank, is dressed in a superhero suit and dead. And some mysterious person is battling the radioactive mutant called Nuclo. Before. Wanda contacts her brother Quicksilver and they talk about Robert Frank. Now, he's not really their father, but Wanda wants to help him anyway. There, there was a time when she didn't know anything about her family and Robert was all she had. All she and her brother Pietro had. So she wants to help him. But Robert has no idea that these people aren't his children. And Robert wants Wanda's help in gaining custody of his other son, Nuclo, a radioactive mutant. And Wanda wants Quicksilver and his wife, who are part of the Inhumans, which we'll talk about later, wants them to help cure Nuclo's radioactivity. Wanda explains to the Vision that she never had a father, and Robert is the closest that she's ever gotten to it, so she wants to keep it that way, for his sake. Wanda tells Robert that she will help as the Vision contacts the hospital. Let's get back to now. Vision struggles. Robert's dead. Is Wanda dead too? Before. The three go to the hospital to retrieve Nuclo. The case has been won. Now, a little background on Nuclo. He has severe autism. Uh, Robert Frank locked him in a time capsule to kind of protect himself and his son. Didn't really work. It kind of regressed his mind, and he now has a form of autism because of that. And the hospital has spared no expense on his treatment. He has the best teachers. He lives in a bubble, a bubble, so no one's affected by the radiation. Robert goes to see his son, but the main doctor wishes to speak to him. Alone. All of the staff around is urging Wanda and Vision to let Nuclo stay. And Wanda starts to get mad because she doesn't want this, this man to be their guinea pig anymore. But the doctor said, no, that's not what it's about. We believe that the main doctor can cure Nuclo. And that's exactly what the doctor is telling Robert. And as he's telling Robert, we realize that his way of curing Nuclo is actually sucking the radioactive energy from Nuclo and giving it to himself. Because it turns out Robert was once a hero called the Wizard. Kind of like a flash ripoff. He ran very fast, and this doctor turns out to be one of his greatest enemies. It's Bissa. It's a stupid name, but it's Bissa. Beats up Robert. Beats him half to death, and then he starts fighting the vision. And Wanda tells Robert the truth. She is not his daughter. But she wants to help anyway. Is Bissa 
is fighting the vision and no one knows what to do the vision tries to take use his intangible power to pass his arm through Isbissa and knock him out but the radiation is so intense that as he pulls his arm out of the body his hand is melted starting to disintegrate and he is in so much pain something he's not used to Isbissa attacks Wanda knocks her out the wizard tries to help but he gets fatally wounded the only one standing is Nuclo and he goes to protect his father, even though he doesn't really know what's going on. He just knows that his father is in trouble. And these people that are trying to help him are in trouble. So he attacks Espissa. And Vision, now remembering all that's happened, is in agonizing pain, but decides to amputate his own arm so he can still fight and protect his wife and the people that they care about. Nuclo and Espissa still hate that name it's a stupid name isbissa i-s-b-i-s-a isbissa say it like three times you're gonna hate it but isbissa uses all of his power all of the radiation that he has to to destroy nuclo and vision once and for all well that's not what it does it actually cancels out both his radiation and the radiation coming from nuclo <laughs> without even realizing it, realizing it Isbissa actually did cure Nuclo, but it was at the cost of his father, Robert Frank's life. So now, it's just the Vision and Scarlet Witch, an autistic man named Nuclo, who, whose only family is now gone. It's the end of issue two, the sad ending, but it's not the true end, because we still have issues three and four to go on this episode of This Guy Has Issues. So before I get into issue number three, I guess I got to give you, I guess you can call it a disclaimer. Um, the story of Vision and Wonder Man is extremely confusing. I am, I guess you can say a veteran, I guess, of the comic book industry. It can get weird. It can get crazy. You can go into the fifth dimension and deal with imps that can change the world. You know, you have Superman who has godlike powers he gets from the yellow sun's radiation. But this shit, this, this is confusing. So I'm going to do my best to explain this stuff, but just know that I have read this and other Vision and Wonder Man stories many times. I still don't get it, really. I, I kind of get it, but it's still confusing. Anyway, we're going to continue right now with issue number three of Vision and Scarlet Witch. I keep wanting to say Scarlet Witch and Vision. I think I like it better, but it's the comic book industry, so they got to put the guy, even though he's not really a guy because he's a synthesoid. they got to put him first. <sighs> That's, that might not be why, but it's probably why. Anyway... We start this issue with Simon Williams, also known as the Avenger Wonder Man, who is stuck on the subway, but he needs to be somewhere right now. So what he decides to do is pry open the train doors and pull the subway to the station by himself. Why does he do this? Because he needs to meet up with the Avengers in the hospital. Because Vision is in the hospital. Wanda tells Simon what happens last issue. You know, with the wizard and... See, I recorded this a little while ago, so I have to remind myself what happened. But you know what happened, because I just talked about it. Anyway, you know, the things with the wizard and Nuclo and the worst villain name ever is Bissa. It's Bissa. I still hate it. I absolutely hate it. It's one of the worst names I've ever heard. So she tells him all of the stuff that happened there. And Viz and Simon... Wonder Man are, are, are ba they're basically brothers. I mean, I've kind of touched on it in the past issues, but I'm going to try and delve deeper into it. They're basically brothers because Vision has the same brainwaves as Simon, and Simon is so upset that he wasn't there for Vision in his time of need. And the doctor talks to him, and he's not very hopeful of Vision's survival because he's not human, and he's not sure exactly what to do except... He knows that with Wonder Man, there's a chance, since they're so similar. 
Okay, and basically what happens here is the vision is, I hate that I have to say it like this, the vision has a vision. And I'm going to kind of read what's going on in the captions here. The dream is gone from now on now for what seems like an eternity. I do not wish to awake from the dream, for waking means to return to the pain. The dream is soothing. The dream is safe. But the dream is interrupted. I do not wish to leave the dark enfolding me. Enfolding me. But somehow, in some way, I do not fathom the light compels me. I drift towards the light like a moth drawn to flame. Flame? Yes. An apt analogy. The being before me blazes like the embers of a dying fire. I recognize him. He is the original human torch. But that is impossible. I am the original torch. Or rather, it was into his synthesoid body that my mind patterns were placed. How can the two of us then possibly exist in the same place at the same time? Anything's possible, son, when you're dead. Professor Phineas Horton, creator of the torch, my father, if I could be said to have one. Is he correct? Am I a dreaming dream, a dream from which there can be no awakening? And then we go back to reality. The doctor has discovered that he can siphon Wonder Man's energy and power to help heal the Vision's arm and stop the everlasting pain that he's feeling. And the reason he's able to do this is because Wonder Man has like a healing factor. And so when he's drained of his energy, it should only take a couple minutes or so for him to actually heal back up. So that'll just end with two happy, healthy brothers, and we can all go home. And so, the end. That's that's the plan. Which, honestly, as far as superhero health plans go, it's not, ba not a bad one. They got similar powers. This guy can heal once he drains himself of his power. So we just give his power to Vision. Vision's healed, and he takes a couple minutes. He's healed. They're both good. And the Avengers go to Wanda, and they're like, is there anything we can help you with? We'll stay here with you. Do you want us to stay? Uh, Wanda respectfully says, no, I think all we can do is let the Doctor and Simon do what they need to do, and I'll just stay here alone and be with my husband when he needs me. Which is very sweet. And it's it's really, they're so worried about Vision because they're, this Something like this has never happened to Vision. He's never been this hurt. He's never had to be operated on. He's never had to have this kind of procedure done. So no one knows what's going to happen. I mean, the doctor later says that he literally isn't sure if Vision's alive until something happens later. Then he's like, oh, at least I know he's alive. But then we go back into the Vision that Vision is having. I'm going to call it a dream because I can't keep saying visions, visions. So I'm going to go back into reading what's going on. I do not like the turn my dream is taking. Professor Horton was but one of my fathers, one of my creators. If he is here, can my other father be far behind? Professor Horton is attacked immediately. Professor Horton, father, Vision says. And then... Vision's other creator comes into the dream. How like my wayward son to swear false fealty to a human when it was I who truly created you. I, who gave your inanimate android flesh intelligence. I, Ultron 5. You have never proven worthy of the life I gave you. Always have you sided with the weak human cattle instead of with me. I am not inhuman. I think. I feel. I love. Silence. You are a mockery of man unworthy of existence. And that existence merged with the body from which you sprang. Merged with the human torch? I resist. But I am compelled. I to whom feeling is supposed to be alien. Feel the heat. Feel the pain. Weakling. And I scream my agony. 
unto the heavens. And then he starts to scream, scream on the operating table. And the doctor says, thank God, a good sign. Wonder Man is like, what the hell? What? It sounded like the vision soul was being ripped from his body. But it indicates the vision's alive. I, I couldn't tell. And he asked Wonder Man how he's feeling. He's feeling a little, a little peckish, but not too bad. He's, you know, I guess he's starting to feel like a normal person, but not crazy. And poor Wanda, she is so worried. She's, she just wants Vision to live. She, she prays. A witch that does magic. She starts to pray, but she, uh, she's unaware. And. The art in this panel is so cool. You see the silhouette in the door. And she's unaware that she is being observed. And that silhouette really is creepy in the door. And then we go back to the dream. And in this part of the dream, Vision is attempting to battle Ultron. Attempting to fight Ultron. But it's to no avail. Ultron is attempting to put the brain of Wonder Man into Vision. And while this is going on in Vision's dream, Wonder Man's starting to get a little drowsy, get a little bit of a headache, his energy level's down, while the Vision's is going up. The doctor says, rest, go to sleep, I don't think there's any danger. Well, he's wrong. Barging into the room, a man gags Wanda with chloroform, surprises her, surprises her, and then barges into the room, blasts the wall away, and he comes in, and he says, ah, so this is what keeps the synthesoid alive. All it will take is one swift slice with my razor-edged scythe, razor-edged and both pretenders to the name of Silent Will Simon Williams, both the Vision and Wonder Man, shall die. And the Grim Reaper shall at last avenge his brother. So this guy, the Grim Reaper, comes in. And basically his story is his brother was the original Wonder Man. Who, literally we're about to get some backstory in a second. And he believes that both the current Simon Williams, Wonder Man, and Vision are pretenders to the identity of his now-deceased brother, so his main mission in life is to destroy them both. Which, honestly, I kind of get that. I mean, you're stupid and evil and wrong, but I get being angry at that. He wants his brother to rest. Anyway, we go back into Vision's dream. I have an ally in this dream. That's my brain, you're... Manhandling robot? It is Wonder Man, the original, he who died ere I was born. He whose brain patterns gave me intelligence. Hurts, doesn't it, brother? Not that you'd ever let any let on to anyone. No, that hopelessly ruined the unfeeling android image you'd foster for so long. Need a brain? Here, have mine. I won't be needing it for a little while. Cause I'll be dead. Honestly, it's a little funny how it happens. He's just like, here, take my brain. I'm not going to be needing it because I'll be dead. Ah! And he gets blasted by Ultron. Like immediately envisions, no. And then I have the awareness of having been slain myself as Simon Williams becomes an ashen corpse in my arms. Ultron, murderer. I gave life vision and I take it away. And this... This part of the story is when it really gets gets to be interesting to me because it's retelling what how Vision became. So now Vision is alive in the history of Marvel, but Wonder Man is dead. But as far as we know, in the present day, there's another Wonder Man. How did he come about? Well, we'll find out. But before before that happens, Sonic tells Vision he must wake. There's there's something wrong. And what's interesting here is that the Grim Reaper starts to attack Vision like he said he would. Just slice the machines and then Vision's calm. But Vision 
defends himself unconsciously. He starts fighting him. He's not talking. His eyes aren't open. He's still in his dream fighting Ultron where the original Wonder Man was just... He was, he was just there. He just died. But still, in real life, the Vision decides to defend himself, his wife, and his brother. Unconsciously. That is... That's some really cool stuff. I'll be honest. That's some, that's some classic superhero, just I must protect the people I love. And that's kind of what it's all about. It's about finding the things that make you happy and protecting them at all costs. That's what really being a superhero is about. If you read these stories enough, you'll learn that that's all, that's what, it's not all, yes, protecting the innocent, stopping crime like Batman wants to do. All those things are absolutely admirable tasks. But the things that make most superheroes really choose to do what they do is to protect the people they love. And honestly, isn't that what we all try to do? Just in general. So the Grim Reaper starts to tear up the place as he fights old Sleepy Vision. Okay? And in his dream, the Vision rages out at Ultron, defeating him. Because from the ashes of Wonder Man comes the Simon Williams we now know. Okay? And is it confusing? Absolutely. But the vision, he, he found a reason. He found reason, reason taken from Simon Williams. In time, I made his mind my own. I became awake, aware, volitional, my own being. With self-awareness came truth, that it was not Ultron who gave me the gift of reason, but Simon Williams, Wonder Man. Wonder Man, he whose fate was tied to mine, by bonds thicker than blood, Stronger than any ties forged had we been real siblings. I am glad I am overjoyed at Wonder Man is looking at myself. And then Wonder Man is reborn. And in real life, what happens is he wakes up. And then he helps Vision fight the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper is now fighting the two people he hates most. The two people he thinks should die to let his brother rest. But what happens is Vision decides to go. And it's very interesting. He, he passes his hand through the Grim Reaper intangibly and knocks him out immediately. And then he asks Wonder Man, are you okay? Are you okay? There's so much pain emanating from my severed arm that my mind has resisted awakening to it. But wake I must, because the pain my brother suffers is equally as great. Basically, <laughs> the vision, not healed, still has one arm, still in amazing pain, but his brother was in equal pain, so he needed to help him. And help him he starts to do. But then the Grim Reaper starts to get up. He's behind Vision. Goes to attack him, but then Simon Williams warns him there's danger, which is the same thing that's happening in Vision's dream. In his dream, Ultron is right behind him, about to destroy him. And in reality, it's the Grim Reaper. In both realities, Simon Williams warns him, danger, you have to wake up. And he turns behind him, and shoots a beam from his from his forehead, like he does, striking both Ultron and Grim Reaper at the same time, winning the day. But life is fraught with danger. If one would live, one must accept that. I, who denied for too long that I lived, would live now. I would fight for the sweet breath of life with every fiber of my being. I would grasp onto life and the living with all my synthesoid strength. And God help any and all who would steal either from me. That's kind of badass, I'll be honest. And then Wanda wakes up because, you know, I guess Bill Mantlow decided, oh, yeah, I just don't want to use her this issue. So we're just going to knock her out with chloroform for the whole issue so Vision and Wonder Man can do their stuff. Uh, yeah, you just kind of sit in the corner. Which, ugh, 
but she does get some great stuff to do next. Some great, some cool stuff happens next issue, and that's how the issue ends. Vision's still not healed, his arm's still gone, still in pain, but his wife and his brother are with him. They're safe. Yes, it is good to be awake, good to be alive, good to love and be loved, as a man loves and is loved by his wife and his brother. And she, look, this this issue is just really it's it's my favorite issue of the four, and it's so sweet, it's adorable, because it just it hammers home the fact that Vision is not a robot. You know, just because he was made to be a robot, he still has intelligence, he has sentience, he is alive. He loves, he feels. And I think that's why we love Vision so much, because people would assume he doesn't do those things, but he does. And people assume a lot of things about us, about other people, when it's not the truth. And I feel like that's why a lot of us relate to Vision, that's why I relate to Vision at least. So, um... Yeah, this issue is so good. It's definitely my favorite of the bunch, but the next issue is really good, too. We really end pretty strong on this series, even though I do have some problems, which I will totally get into right now, actually. I'm not used to this having no break thing, <laughs> if you couldn't tell yet. <laughs> I used to have breaks in this show, but now I don't because that. I'm not going to explain it. Now everyone can listen to it, so it's better. Anyway, we're going to move on to issue four, which, yeah, I better at least pull that up. The name of the fourth issue is, Please Allow Me to Introduce Myself. I'm actually going to rename it a little bit. Um, Mr. Z, if you could let the people know what the dude name of this issue is. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Well, thank you, Mr. Z. I appreciate it. We start off on the mountain called Vundagor. And there's someone climbing it. And we'll just call them the Pilgrim. For now. So, I might not have mentioned it yet, but the mountain of Vundagor is where Wanda and Pietro were born to a woman named Magda. And uh, Robert Frank had a relationship with Magda a long time ago, which is why he thought he was the father of the kids. And she brought them to this house on the mountain, and the kids were raised by a cow woman. This is a magic story, so you kind of have to get used to that. This is a, a woman, she's, I don't think there's a specific name that she's given. Well, she's called Bova, but and she's a midwife, but she's not given, like, not the actual... Oh, she's a woman evolved from a cow by the Lord High Evolutionary. So, he's some weird Marvel guy. I thought I... Stop recording. Uh. <laughs> anyway, he's some weird magic Marvel guy who does weird magic Marvel stuff. So, yeah, she is a cow... A, a woman evolved from a cow. Yeah, her name is Bova, and she helped raise the twins. Anyway, she invites the pilgrim in because she's a nice person, and that's what she does. And she starts to tell him a story, you know, just of what it's like in this place. And she tells him a story of a woman called Magda, who ran away from an evil man that was her husband with her two twins. And um, the way this guy's eyes like absolutely almost bulge out of his goddamn face <laughs> it's really crazy like this man he just heard him he just heard mag and he was like magda i know exactly who this is and he looks fucking absolutely evil which he definitely is that well i guess it depends on your point of view but he's once he hears the name he starts to kind of prod her and prod her, and she starts to continue the story, telling about Magda came here, running from her evil husband. And then she had the twins, and they had great powers. And the pilgrim rises, and the children lived. And then he starts going crazy. He, 
And the one thing Magda asked Bova to do is keep the children away from their father. And it's him. He's here. He, he, and he f tries to find the children. Tell me their names. Tell me their names. Things are flying all over the place. He must be using kind of some kind of magic. There's pots, pans, knives, scissors, lamps, door hinges, all these different things that definitely aren't related in any way, flying all throughout a the cabin and he, he's about to kill kill okay bova but what he does is he controls the iron content in her blood to control her mind you have no choice but to speak the truth she says wanda and pietro and he knows who they are and he says wanda and pietro of course of course and he flies away he destroys the cabin, leaving Bova and the boy he t she takes care of alone, and they fly away. Flies away. She must warn the children. But how? Because Wanda and Vision are in a special Avengers Quinjet going to the moon to see Wanda's brother Quicksilver and the Inhumans. The Inhumans are like kind of like mutants, but they're more like royal and they get their powers because a long time ago their ancestors were experimented on by aliens, the Kree, who gave, who's related to Captain Marvel in a lot of different ways. It's confusing, but anyway, all you need to know is that Quicksilver married into this family, and they live on the moon, and he has a kid, and his wife's name is Crystal. Anyway, you know, they come under kind of the pretenses of visiting, and then they show... Everyone, Vision shows everyone that he doesn't have an arm. He's still in pain. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Literally, next page, he's healed. Yeah, you know that thing that's been going on for three issues this whole time? He was literally healed off page in less than a page. And then everything's good. Hooray. End of story. Nothing bad's going to happen. The one thing Wanda wants to do, go see your niece. Meet her niece for the first time, which she does, and she goes... Her and Vision go with Quicksilver to see Crystal, who has the baby, and Wanda's holding the baby. And what's in, what's interesting is, and I find it kind of cute. I don't know why I think Vision's adorable, probably because he's a robot. But he asks Crystal if he can hold the baby. And uh, just so you know, even though people are racist towards mutants in this world, uh, Quicksilver is racist toward, or was racist towards robots, but he does give the baby over to Vision, lets him hold it, which is very nice, accepting Vision into the family. And it's this nice little family moment, Wanda and Vision looking at the baby, maybe thinking of having their own. See next series, it's 12 issues long. I'm not going to do that one on this podcast, <laughs> sorry, but you can read it, it's really good. Anyway... Wanda gets this weird feeling because she's magic, and she's she's wondering, like, what is going on? Something weird's happening. And then this pilgrim, the pilgrim, shows up in the capital city of Atalan, which is where the Inhumans live. And honestly, he kind of just starts beating up on the Inhumans, and then Wanda, Vision, Quicksilver, and Crystal are kind of running away. And then this guy finds them, confronts them, and he says... That is because I have matters I wish to discuss with those within this tower. Matters I wish disclosed to no other ears. And Pietro. I don't know why I said it like that. Pietro. It's a weird name. Anyway, Quicksilver recognizes that voice. He knows that voice. Who could it be? Except Magneto. Master of magnetism. Leader of the Brotherhood of Mutants that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were once a part of. He is their father. Dun, dun, dun. I'm probably going to add a sad effect in there. <laughs> anyway, he's their father. And they are like, no, impossible. So they start to fight him. They, they go straight at him, even though he has not come to fight. He specifically says, I do not want to fight you. But uh, if you want to fight, we can fight. Let, let's throw these hands. So he has like this ma magnetic force field of just like shards of metal like molecules of metal all coming together into this big metal wall and 
Quicksilver is running at him full speed, and Scarlet Witch uses her magic magic stuff to turn all that metal into flowers, and then Quicksilver runs right through the flowers, smashes Magneto, and starts pummeling the crap out of him. Okay, and then Vision starts to question, he's like, what are you, what's going on? And then Magneto just starts kind of being an asshole and just starts covering the Vision in metal, just being like, you don't deserve to have a great mutant as your wife, you fake man. Covers him in metal, and then literally Vision just walks through it, because he can do that. And then he's, he, he basically bitch slaps Magneto, which is really funny. And then Wanda starts getting mad. She starts doing magic, magic stuff on Magneto. Pietro throws a spear, almost killing Magneto. And then Crystal's just like, all right, stop. You're scaring the baby. And Vision's like, oh no, I'm so sorry, and so is Scarlet Witch, and so is Quicksilver, and so is Magneto. And he says, ah, I would never want to hurt my grandchild. What? Basically, what are you talking about? And then he reveals the truth. I am your father. I was persecuted a long time ago, and I have learned that what the ways I thought were the wrong ways... And I want to change them, and I want to be part of a family. I want my family back together. And then the last line of this entire series is, If, by Scarlet Witch, If, if you really are a father, What in heaven's name do we all do now? Someday, the children of the man called Magneto will find an answer to that question. But today, they will be content with the answers they already have. The end. So, that's the end of Scarlet Witch and Vision. I mean, Vision and Scarlet Witch. <laughs> See, I did it again, from 1982. And to be honest, I liked this a lot better than I thought I was going to. When I read the first issue, and honestly kind of the first two issues, I honestly thought this was going to be terrible. And the last two issues really brought me back, especially issue three. Issue three was so good, it made me fall in love with Vision. It actually made me kind of understand what happens, what goes on with him in the comics. It's still confusing. I still don't know how there's two Wonder Mans or Wonder Men, and one of them died and then came back, but it's not the same one. How does that... That makes no sense to me. But I still absolutely love love this story and you, you know why it's because scarlet witch and vision are one of the most adorable couples in the world they love each other to pieces to pieces but there's just problems that they gotta deal with there is a bunch of bullshit they gotta deal with and man is it tough it is but they deal with it and it's kind of all we can ask for from anyone <laughs> you just try to deal with what life gives you and you know when her fake father comes into her life, she Wanda's like, let's help him. And when her real father comes in, she's like, oh my god, my real dad. You know, they're, they're just taking everything in stride as best they can, and I absolutely love that. I loved this series. It was a great short read, four issues, didn't take long, and it was really fun to read. I suggest you give it a read because, purposely, I don't super go into detail in the art, and the art is beautiful beautiful it i really did love this stuff it it made you feel for all the characters it made you feel for magneto which i mean yeah it happens but it doesn't happen all the time and i'll be honest i actually hate quicksilver <laughs> i do not like quicksilver but this story baby really like quicksilver i actually really liked quicksilver in the story he he's not a dick as he usually is which is nice but Anyway, I definitely recommend you read this story. You can find it on, like, Comixology, Marvel Unlimited, all those good stuffs. Good stuffs. Yeah, that's definitely a thing you say. Anyway, next week we're going to be coming in, and we're going to be doing, we're going to be going heavy on Black History Month, okay? There's not a lot of black characters in comic books. There's not a lot of black stories in comic books. And to be honest, it's upsetting, because the way I look at stories is that I want the most diverse stories I can get. I want stories that I've never heard before. 
I don't want the same story over and over and over again. I don't want the same story about the same people over and over and over again. Okay? Because guess what? People that look like me, white people, there's plenty of stuff for us. Plenty. And just... If you just look at the reaction to something like Black Panther, when that movie came out, or even when Chadwick Boseman died, cultures that aren't white American cultures don't get that very often, and they need it as much as we do, if not more. And it pisses me off. It does. But we are going to be celebrating the black stories we do have in comic books this month. And there's some really great ones. And of course, I am a white guy, which I say a lot, because I, I want you to know that that's the perspective you're getting. And I will try. I can't say I'll succeed, because not many people I know like comic books, but I'll try and get some people on that can actually give a different perspective and can actually share their experiences in real life that can relate to these comic book stories. So yeah, I I hope you look forward to that, because I very much look forward to it. That's what comic books are all about, is learning new things and learning about different cultures and realities and dimensions and all that good stuff. And that includes different realities and dimensions that are in our own worlds, the ones that people live every day. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this gushy, lovey-dovey, ridiculous, weird story I did today, and... I hope you have a great week. I hope everything that's thrown at you, you take in stride and you get through it like we've all been doing and we all hope to do every day. All right. See you next week. Oh, and I forgot to add one more note because I did mention that there's a problem with the cover on the last issue of Scarlet Witch and Vision. I mean Vision and Scarlet Witch. God damn it. I keep doing that. And the problem with the cover is, uh, so the whole issue, right, is about the reveal that Magneto is the father of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just laughed into the mic. It's so stupid. On the cover is, a, in big red words, with Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Vision, and Crystal on the cover, big red words, it says Revelations, and Magneto's in the center. And, you know... They literally recently revealed in the first issue or in the second issue that uh, they don't, Wanda and and Quicksilver don't know who their dad is. Man, I wonder who their dad is. It's probably this guy that's on fucking (laughs) cover of the last issue. Anyway, that's, that's my big problem. (laughs) I forgot to mention it, but yeah, it's stupid. (sighs) See you next week. Ugh. I still love the, I still love it, but man, that was dumb.